jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. Welcome to podcast number 44, where we'll, we'll outline chord synonyms. So let's get going with the podcast. Welcome to number 44. So wow, time flies. Uh, started this podcast about eight years ago, and I'm proud and uh, happy to be releasing content that's jazz guitar focused, where we talk about harmony, scales, improvisations, and chords. You'll have to forgive my, number one, my French-Canadian accent, which you should be used to by now, but also I'm just finishing up a cold, so my voice is just on the verge of breaking, but I still want to share that information with you. Now, what we have as far as chord synonyms, we're not looking at chords substitutions, but basically what we could say is learning a different chord voicing for every chord quality for every single chord in every single key can become overwhelming. So in this podcast, what I want to share is ways to repurpose things you already know uh, through that, that power of synonyms. And I have to make a little joke uh, because, you know, being a man of my generation, I saw a tweet, which I'm sure you can trace back with someone shared a picture of cinnamon rolls and she mistakenly or auto-corrected, um, I just made synonym rolls, right? And shared a picture on Twitter. And of course, someone smart commented synonym rolls, just like grammar used to make, which is an amazing play on word. I love play on words. I love wordplay. Um, so basically, getting back to the jazz here, I want to take things from C root because, you know, this is for learning purposes and look at how a certain C chord, so we'll cover C major chord, for instance, or C minor 7 flat 5 chord, and how this C chord means something else. So it's not literally in the sense of looking at a piece of sheet music and going, hey, I see a C major 7, what else can I put in its place? That would be chord substitution. What we're doing is, we're not doing chord substitution, we're looking at chord synonyms or chords respelling. So let's dig in. First, I want to talk about a C major 7 chord and see how it could be used. So I have my guitar here, C major 7 in the third bar, just playing these C, G, B, and E, right? And one of the easiest way, and I got an email this morning from someone, I forgot the name of the visitors, like, oh yeah, that's third trick. So if you go down a third, C, B, A, and you look at the key of A minor, which is the relative minor, you will you will find that there's a all the notes are common in between so a good idea would be to look at c that note as being the third of an a minor seven chord and furthermore what we can do is take all the notes of c major seven which is c e g and b and repurpose them to think in think of them as coming from an a chord so i'm playing an open a and i'm playing c and i'm playing e and i'm playing G and I'm playing B, which means I'm effectively playing this shape, but I'm using an open A. The result is a, a minor 9 because those four notes, once again, C, E, G, and B are flat 3, 5, flat 7, and 9. Meaning that all the chord notes of C major 7 are contained within the A minor 9 chord. Meaning also that if you C A minor 9 on a piece of sheet music that you're required to play, instead of scratching your head and going, oh, I have to find, oh, that's an A minor 9, or find a shape for A minor 9, you can always repurpose any of the C major 
seven chords that you know, especially if you started to learn your inversions like this. You know, you learn different ways you can put your C major chord on the fretboard. And then use that. Just use C major 7 where A minor 7 is required. So I'll do just that right now. I'll play my open A. And this is not a song, you know, this is just a vamp or like, okay, we're playing on a A minor. And I'm gonna play shapes I know for the C major 7 containing only these four notes. Right? Here we go. It works, right? There you go. Or even this guy. Good. So that, that was pretty easy, right? Sorry, that's the sound of my mouse on my desk here. So that's your first chord synonym. So remember, now there, there's a formula to this. Naturally, you could practice this in different keys and going, if you see a minor chord and it's called for with a ninth extension or anytime you see a minor chord, you could always go a third down and go, I want to play the chord that is, uh, sorry, a third up, a third up, yeah. Uh, and I want to play the chord on there, on that third that is the major seven. Chances are, you know more major stuff than you know minor stuff. It's just the nature of how music has been built. So you can really re repurpose. Uh, let me grab another example in a different key just to mess with your head a little bit. So what if we talk about G, uh, E minor seven, another open E. So open E, uh, E minor seven of some sort. Well, you go up to the G chord and then you say, well, if I wanna hear E minor nine sounds, I will play G major seven chords. And it could sound something like this. I'm gonna repeat that, that exercise I just did, so. Even this guy. It works because effectively it's three, five, seven, and nine of your minor nine chord. All right, so that's it for how to repurpose a C major seven chord. Now let me dig into something a little more complicated as a second example. A third example will go even more complicated where there's multiple facets, uh, a multi-pronged approach with a diminished chord. But example two, how about C minor seven flat five, you know, the half diminished chord. So if you take this in your third fret, so C, G flat, B flat, and E flat. Remember we were here, all we did is take these three notes, down, down a half step, and we have this chord. And that's a chord that typically beginners, people will play jazz and see this on a chart and go, yuck, I don't want to play that chord, I don't know what it is, I don't know how it's supposed to sound, I don't know shapes for that guy, so I'm like, ugh, I'm desperate and I will just hang on for dear life and strum this and hope no one notices. But let's repurpose this by the same, by the same trick as we've done. We went down and we considered, what if C, was a third of A minor seven. Now we're asking the same question. C minor seven flat five, what if that C note was a third of something? And that something could be, for example, A flat dominant chord. So go A flat C. So effectively we have C as the third, E flat as the fifth, G flat as the seventh, and B flat as the ninth. So three, five, flat, seven, nine. 
of an A-flat chord. So it's an A-flat blues, right? And now we're saying, how does A-flat blues in the key of A-flat? Or in a different key, which calls for an A-flat dominant chord? How does this relate back to C minor 7 flat 5? Well, we've just done the leg work just now. You go and start with your C. And those four notes are repurposed. So let me, I, will, I don't want to spend too much time on this because if you got the first example, you will get this one. Same idea. Let me play the blues in the key of E flat. And we know we play E flat and then we go to A flat back to E flat. And in bar five, where we were supposed to go to the E flat chord, I'm gonna avoid this voicing, this typical like jazz A flat 13 chord, I'm gonna play a C minor 7 flat 5 chord. Just so you, you realize that your ears will totally pick up on it. You ready? Blues in E flat now. A one, a two, a two E flat blues. Here's our C minor 7 flat 5. Wasn't that bad, right? Let me do another round. And we're here, C minor 7 flat 5. Something like that. So you see, A flat 7 or A flat 9 was called for, and I substituted, I chord synonymized, even if it's not a verb, chord synonymized into C minor 7 flat 5. Good. Notice we sort of skipped, we went from C major 7 in example 1 to C minor 7 flat 5. You could use C minor, C minor not flat 5, just C minor 7, and say that this is the third of A flat major 7. You'd have to find a context in which you can do the example, but it's um, it's hard on a podcast not to have your open strings and whatnot to demonstrate chord vamps and such, but that could be something you decide to work on. Just go a third up, or in case of you start with a C minor and go a third down and go, what's that chord? And you can synonymize it. Syn synonym, sorry. Um, that must be the cold medication talking, maybe. All right, third example where I said we will cover diminished stuff. So let's pick C diminished seven, so C, G flat, B double flat, so enharmonically, this is an A note, and E flat. You know the sound, right? It's the sound of a lady uh, tied on a train tracks in a silent movie. Right? So this chord is interesting, and it's pretty mind-boggling because it can be substituted for four, I keep saying substitute, I mean synonymized, but whatever. And synonymize not, not even a verb. It could be four different things because of its a constant structure. It's a symmetrical structure that the diminished seven chord is. So it could act as four different seven flat nine chords. And I will start by, by just saying, if you don't get the theory of this, go to the jazz theory section of jazzguitarlessons.net. There's plenty, or you can send me an email, mark at jazzguitarlessons.net. Always a pleasure. Uh, and the four 
diminished the four seven flat nine chords that are uh, also synonym with C diminished seven are chords which have this as their fifth uh, third fifth flat seven and flat nine. So the C uh, I will start with the easiest one. The C diminished seven is the third of A flat seven flat nine which we've already covered. We've talked about that relationship here. And what's interesting is A flat seven flat nine can be thought of in a two five in the key of D flat. So major, all of a sudden we're talking about a C chord and we have a D flat major key coming up around what? What's going on with this? So let me, let me play the example for you. If we are in the key of D flat major, right? The 2-5 will be E flat minor 7 flat 5. The A flat 7. Something to, to D flat major. And now if we take that C7 diminished shape, I guarantee you I can strum that chord, especially if a bass player is taking care of, of the root, um, that you can play that and it will act as your 5, as your A flat 7. So E flat, A flat. And then let me do another round with our C diminished. See, that was C diminished seven. It worked again. E flat minor seven. So it it's so tense that C diminished seven that it wants to resolve here. But the beauty of it is it's so tense that it will resolve in four different locations, which is the magic of it. And the four different locations are all aligned in minor third. So it will resolve in the key of D flat, it will resolve in the key of E natural, it will resolve in the key of G natural, it will resolve in the key of B flat. Strange, huh? Uh, so let me do another example. I will do it, I've done D flat here. I will do it in B flat. So the two five one into the key of B flat major is C minor seven, F7 or F13, right? So let me do that little vamp again. So I'm gonna play, actually strum on my guitar, C minor seven. I'm gonna strum C diminished seven down to B flat major. And if you got a bassist that's got your back, you're totally fine with this. You ready? A one, two, two, B flat two, five, it. Again. C minor seven, C diminished seven. So remember, our C diminished seven here acted as an F chord. It acted as the five of B flat. Remember, I told you it's parallel, symmetrical. So it means you can resolve this to the four keys. Just maybe jolt it down and convince yourself later that C diminished seven can be used as an F seven flat nine, A flat seven flat nine. D, daddy, D7 flat nine, and B as in Bobby, B7 flat nine, F, A flat, D, and B. And that's just the nature of the diminished chord. So you see, in fact, learning jazz often as beginners, we think there's more stuff and more stuff and more stuff. Yeah, you need to learn more songs, you need to gain more experience, that's a fact. But then we realize that we basically always play the same three or four shapes or three or four qualities. We just repurpose the way they sound because of the context they're in. So that's one of the big key lessons 
uh, of learning to play jazz accompaniment, playing jazz guitar and understanding harmony is it's not, oh, this is it. It's like, okay, wait, I'm playing something, but what else could this be? It could always be four or five different things. So in this podcast today, we talked about C, uh, playing C major seven. That's the thing. C minor seven flat five and C diminished seven. And for, from these three shapes, we extracted six possibilities, which is amazing because it's, it's really expensive, expansive with an A, not expensive as in money. So you realize that we could have, I could have gone further with this. I just dipped my toe to go look a third down. Oh, we were going a third down and we realized that it's something else of something else of something else and it's repurposed. So for any or all chord shapes that you know, it could be, regardless of what the shape is, it could be three or four different things. Always, always, always. And you know, we have our pet peeves or we have our favorites, our voicings I play all the time that it seems I play them over every song, but they're never in the same place and they never mean the same thing. But ultimately, it's because of chord synonyms. All right, I know it was a theory-heavy lesson, so thank you for joining. Really glad to have you here. Please do let me know if you have any questions, comments, or complaints, mostly in the comments form below this podcast. And feel free to reach out if you have um, topics that you'd like to have covered on the podcast. It's a really, really fun and easy way for me to do lessons, which is I sit down with my microphone and my pajamas and my guitar, and uh, I just, you know, shoot a topic. And I don't really need to make sheet music for it because I know you guys are listening to this on the bus or walking the dog. So let me know and I will see you in the next podcast. Take care.